Hello, this is O'Neill, loving dogs and their people. Well, I was looking at the news and I found things that were interesting and exciting and I think noteworthy, and I hope you will too. So the stories, they grab my attention and I find them great training points. So the first one was about a lab, a young adult. I cannot believe it, but this dog swallowed a six-foot lead. Yeah, like a, a, a leash, a leash. And it wasn't a thin one. It was one of those fat, wide ones with the cushiony woven outside. So it's got to be, it's like about the size of your, the width of your thumb. Six foot plus the snap, plus the fold over part that you put your hand in. So that means the dog was left alone, unsupervised, and with no ideal toys to choose. The lead was available. It was played with and, and chewed on and began swallowing it. But the dog couldn't stop swallowing it, and then it became a problem. But, because, but so this is where duress and discomfort start coming in. Seriously, can you imagine that? You, you have to keep going because you can't get it out. So you've got the discomfort of swallowing six feet. Can you imagine, well, how, what is it, a quarter an inch, an inch each swallow for six feet? And then you've got which end started first, the, the metal or the big loop? Ugh, it's horrid. Um, and... So that, the, all that discomfort in getting it swallowed, and then the discomfort of it going through in down your throat, that's got to be raw by now and so irritated because it's a dry lead, it's not oiled, and it's now going into your stomach, and then it's got to start going th continuing through your system. Then the discomfort of it passing, going through the system, and then they show a picture of the dog where the leash is half out of its butt, half. And it stops. It's stuck. So now, you know, that dog is in... <laughs> Can you imagine? Like your sphincter has got to be really unhappy. <laughs> and, then, and then you got the discomfort of who knows what person may have done to them who found the dog or others involved. Do they try pulling it? Do they, you know, is he scared? Is he whipping around? It's even more uncomfortable. Then they've got to get the dog in the car and transport it. There's no comfortable place, I think, with half, you know, a three-foot lead portion hanging out your butt and three feet still in your body then get to the vet while waiting while being examined and while they're trying various methods before they ever get to where they're going you know we're going to have to anesthetize this dog and have some surgery and so this became this giant thing that started off as mindless chewing so what happened here so someone didn't train the dog on appropriate toys, didn't provide appropriate toys, didn't pick up the lead, and the the dog wasn't trained and was left alone with in things that weren't good. That's story number one in the news. The second one in the news, the dog, a young dog, a young pup, looks to be like three to five months old, was given a rubber chew toy, and the toy had the toy, was unsupervised, it wasn't appropriate as the pup was able to break off large pieces and swallow them. And the pieces all looked the same. 
when the operation was complete and the police and the pieces were shown <laughs> on the on that table, they were all like knobs. They were all uh, cylinder in shape. It was almost like it was a like a, a ball that was knocked off in pieces, and so they had little knobs that would go between the teeth. So, but it just was ingested. Every one of those pieces were the same size. The puppy choked them down. And they didn't even notice the toy was missing. What happened is that the pup was violently throwing up and wouldn't stop. And so the, it was so distressed that finally the family said, we need to take him to the vet. And then so then, you know, the vet has to look at the dog and, you know, peer in his throat and the dog is just, just very uncomfortable. So they finally did surgery and removed the rubber parts. And out of the pup's gut. So then they, you know, sew the puppy back up, send the puppy home with the parents and say, you know, put this cone on the dog, keep it on him to protect the surgery site. And so they can't mess with it because it needs to heal. Well, the puppy didn't like the cone. And so the, somewhere along the line, the people gave way, the puppy had his way, the puppy, you know, opened up the side, it got infected, problems, they have to go back to the vet more treatment, more medicines, and a longer healing time. That's story number two. These are truly in the news, as, as big news. So then the third one... Oh, wait, I, I'm sorry, I apologize. The third one isn't in the news, but it's a true story. And, and I was personally involved, so I want to share that one because it fits. <laughs> okay, I had I was invited in and I got new clients and they had a puppy that kept eating mom's panties. Then they'd go to the vet and have to get the panties removed. It happened several times. Her and her husband found it funny. They loved sharing the story. It was like, oh my God, you know, they told the co-workers, they told their friends, the guys at the gym, they're out at the parties, they're at the dog park, they're telling everybody, the neighbors, it's so cute. It's so funny. Well, no, it's not. <laughs> they bring me in and I'm addressing the seriousness of it. And so they, okay, we'll get that panty situation under control, which means they closed the closet door. But the pup moved on to dad's good shoes and then the corner of their new sofa. So it's not fun anymore. It's turned into a bad habit that was treated lightly until the pup got into more expensive things. Then it was a big blow up. But so what could have been done for all of these situations, there's some commonalities. And what if they had invested on the front end, the long-term benefits far exceeded the short-term expense. So let's take a look at that. If the parents would have been educated so that they could have known that we want to address, actually address it before the first situation, situation even happens. Or if it does get to that, go, oh, we need to address this because if you don't, it will. It'll just grow. So education of the parents, training. They all need training. The, the people need training. The puppy needs training. You need to get the right gear. Great, great toys. There's very specific toys that are going to help you and help your dog to have healthy chewing their whole life and not 
even their mindless chewing isn't going to turn to be your new nice rug, dad's great shoes, um, your couch, you know? And then it's also freedom as responsibly earned. So part of that training also includes how do I engage my dog so that a tired dog is an easy dog. That means exercise. That means training. That means mental, physical engagement. So you learn all these things. And along the way, what really is so fantastic about it all is that you develop this really great relationship where you and your dog are so much more bonded and in healthy, wonderful ways that are going to serve everyone the life of your dog. So, and you might go, oh, it's not nearly as much fun as the panties, you know, or the story of my dog eating the leash for six feet. You know, not to talk about the duress and all the, the real expense of going to the vet, sometimes again and again. But the point is, you'll still have great stories and photos and videos to share of your pup, <laughs> just without the dark side. So be proactive in all ways, and the benefits just really apply to everybody. Okay, have a great day.